Welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And yes, and we're back. And so's Doctor Who. Yes. Yes. yes fantastic. One more eagerly anticipated than, <laughs> than the, the other. other. Yes, unfortunately. Yes, we're back and we're going to be, of course, discussing episode one of series nine, The Magician's Apprentice. And it's good to be back, Paul, is all I can say. We won't record it for a long time, have we? No. We certainly we haven't. We have actually spoke to each other for a long time. No, we haven't. No, we've just been sort of gone our separate ways and done our own things and everything so but we're back anyway we're back so for the next 12 weeks um solid no, no break weeks um hopefully uh we should be reviewing each episode of this series of doctor who but uh first should we should we have some long overdue news shall we yes yes now um unfortunately one of the sort of items of news that broke literally the day before uh, the magician's apprentice aired was jenna coleman was leaving doctor who um which we kind of guessed anyway didn't we yeah, yeah, um, but, it, that, but it's that, all pointing that way. It was, it? yeah. Um, there was all sort of the rumours because she wasn't attending um, the official convention in November. Um, she'd replaced uh, what's her name, Alex Kingston, on, on a on a convention in 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 the States, United States, and um, which sort of said, well, why is Alex Kingston left? Of course, she's filmed the Christmas special, and obviously that means Jenna Cohen isn't. So she's, but Jenna Collins now says she's left the TARDIS, she's filmed the last scenes, and that's it. Now she's been cast in an ITV drama about Queen Victoria. Yeah. Yeah. So, wish you well on that. Um, it's just weird actually because we, the last podcast we put out was the special we did on, on Carl Roswald when we had, um, Stephen Schapansky from Bradford Scar and Eric Renson from Verity Podcast on, uh, discussing that with me. Um, it just it just quite apt that it, it, this sort of, uh, sort of broke after we put that episode out, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, are you? Are you? They delayed it just till you. Obviously, they're waiting for us to put that one out. Um, yeah, as if. Uh, are you sad to see a go, Paul? I am actually. I am, but I don't know. I think there's there's certain everything has a certain time. Yes, and um, perhaps this is it. If we, it's one of those ones where do. You, if she'd stayed for another series, would we have been saying, "Oh, let's, let's change this"? Is it all getting too predictable? To the same, mm. yeah. As I they think... say, go while people are saying why, rather than when. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think it's. Um, it's I don't want her to leave, but I think you're right. It's probably a good time to um, for, for, for the, the character to leave. Yeah. Um, of course, we don't know in what manner the character leaves the show. Uh, is it going to be open for her to return at some point? Should she wish, or is it a, a definite, a definite end? Yeah, I was going to say definitely. Like we have the ponds, but they still found a way to bring Karen Gillan back, didn't they? So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you feel with with Moffat. As long as Moffat's there, there's no definite ends, is there? No, no, certainly not, certainly not. But um, yeah, no, I, th- I, I mean, it's a character that has divided fandom. Um, which we discussed on the, on the last podcast. Um, a lot of fans haven't really taken to this character. Um, but no, I've, I've, so There'd have been some cheering going Yes, on. I think there would be, actually. Some of the comments I've seen once it, when it was announced that she was going um, seem to be quite favourable with the fact that she is going. But um, no, I'm, I'm, cause I think she's a fantastic actress. Um, I think it's a, it's a good character that gives the Doctor a run for his money. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just sort of... So she's going. So we'll, we'll we'll see what uh, what comes up next. It's a different dynamic. Yes, indeed, indeed. Now, um, some other sort of things on series nine. The episode titles have finally been released for the entire series. Um, now, obviously, most of you would have read this already, anyway. So I think I actually put this up on our Facebook group on our Facebook page as well. But anyway, just in case you haven't seen that. Um, obviously, we know the Magician's Apprentice episode one and the Witch is Familiar, which is coming up um, next, uh, next week. Then I thought we got Under the Lake, Before the Flood, the girl who died, the woman who lived, the, the Zygon invasion, and the Zygon inversion. Um, Sleep no more, Face the Raven. That sounds interesting. And Heaven sent, Hell bent. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. Now, I, I I think it was on the Radio Free Scarrow podcast. It's a Heaven Sent Hell Bent was a lyric from a, a, a The Verve song. Yes. 
And you're you're a fan of Verve, aren't you? So yes. yeah. But what um, what song is that from? Um, I think it's Armageddon Days are here again. Oh, okay, that means absolutely nothing to me. So I'll take your word for it. <laughs> it's from the album Mind Bomb. Oh, okay, okay. Well, now people know this, we can't use that as a lyric, can we? As our for episode titles. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's bugger that one up for us. <laughs> I have to come back to that. Yes, indeed, indeed. So, um, I just hmm. slightly worry about heaven being in the, the the final two, being mentioned in the final two episodes again. Yes, I know. I know, I hope it doesn't go down that route again. Oh dear, because you know where that leads, don't we? Don't we? Yes, yes. It's, it is slightly worrying that are we going to be? Are we going to have a book-ending sort of yes series? We shall find out. We shall mm. find out soon enough. We've only got what um, was it? Three months. <laughs> yes, <laughs> three months to find out where this is going to end up. Now, um, some big finish news. Now, obviously, the uh, Torchwood um, big finish range has has, has launched now, and. And that recently announced that Yvonne Hartman is going to come back into the, into the Torchwood series. So it means Tracy Ann Oberman is back as well. Um, that's quite interesting. I don't know how this is going to fit into her timeline as such. I'm, I'm assuming this is going to be, I think it says it's going to be Torchwood 1. Yeah. She was, she, she was in charge of. Um, hmm. Interesting. I kind of like what they're doing with this, actually, with, with Torchwood. They're not just restricting it to what we know as, you know, the, the Torchwood team. Yeah, well, yeah, we're not just getting sort of episodes that could have been, that could have happened between what we've already seen. Mm. Well, yeah, so that's, that's quite interesting actually. So I'm, I'm, I'm sort of uh, yet to sort of get round to, to listen to any of them that, that, I've, that I've got. So because uh, I have been given a copy, so which I haven't listened to yet. So yes, we shall, we shall see, we shall see. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just interested in to you know, I think it's, it's great what they're doing actually. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's they they usually have enough license to be able to to do do something a bit off the beaten track with them, don't they? Yeah, so. that's right, that's right. Um, now the story she's in called Torchwood One Rule uh, that would be released in December. Now apparently they've also confirmed that there will be another series of Torchwood audio stories coming out next year as well. So that which which is good. So obviously they've got some great sort of faith in this series. And why not? Yeah. It's, it's a popular. I was never a big fan of Torchwood on um, on the telly, really, until it got to you know Children of Earth, and then after that it went downhill again. But yeah. um, but I, the, the previous audio stories they did, um, I really enjoyed. I think it's done through was it BBC Radio Four, wasn't it? Yeah, did them? I can't remember, but uh, I still got them somewhere. But no, they they were very enjoyable. They were very enjoyable. So um, I'm sort of looking forward to listening to to this uh, batch as well. Now. You know what time it is, don't you, Paul? It's not Tat Corner, it's Stats. It's Tat Corner. Stat Corner, yes. We're, <laughs> we're in Stat Corner. Yes, now, um, everyone probably knows this already anyway. The overnight ratings for The Magician's Apprentice was 4.58 million, uh, which is way down on last year's series opener, which has 6.8 million. Um, surprised? Um, not that it's down on last year's, to be honest, because the first episode of a new Doctor is always going to draw the crowds. Yeah. Yes, yeah, definitely. Um, and I think that there was an article in Den of Geeks saying the Doctor is no longer event television, which I kind of agree with, really, because you can watch it any time you like. Now you don't have to watch it on a Saturday night. Yeah, I, I, I think what really the truth of that is there's very little that's event television nowadays. No, I mean, it seems to be still things like Strictly Come Dance and The X Factor is. That's still, that, always, that always seems to be the biggest draw because um, X Factor won, uh, won the audience share that day with 7.33 million, which still isn't a lot, really. No, but there's a sense that something with, that's got a live element to it. Hmm. Although I don't think X Factor has at the moment, but will have and strictly does in terms of people watch it and then vote. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So to a certain extent, if you want to participate in the voting, you've got to watch it as it's on. Mm, that's right. That's right. Whereas with Doctor Who, it's just it's not, is it? It's it's something you can watch 
when you're sitting comfortably. Yes, indeed. Indeed. <coughs> so, but it still won the, the, it was the highest rated show for BBC One for that day. So, and obviously this hasn't included any of the, of the time shifted um, audience figures yet. So, yeah. um, I don't think we'll get that till um, sort of later, later, or probably not even till next week, actually. I'm not entirely sure when, when those, those figures will come out. It'll be interesting once it's it's sort of sandwiched by Strictly, mm. as I presume it will be. Well, I mean, this was up against the X Factor, and also you've got the Rugby World Cup as well, which yeah. is which is going to drain viewers away from BBC One because that the Rugby World Cup's on ITV. So um, yeah, there's, there's going to be a knock on effect. There's going to be, um, and, and it and it was a nice day. It was a cracking day, which, actually, wasn't it? Which, yeah, which can't be discounted in terms of probably the one of the you're sort of going to that stage of the year where. If it's a nice day, you feel you should go and do something. Yes. Because you're not going to get many more. No, exactly. The, the, the nights are, are sort of getting, uh, the drawing in now, aren't they? So, yes. Yeah. The days are getting shorter. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think it's anything to, to panic about. I think, the, as usual, the I think certain elements of the press have got, you know, I think one of the headlines was um, Doctor Who loses um, viewers in their millions you know, sort of like big headline grabbing thing, and then, but then I think it, it, that article actually goes on to say that you know, well, the time shifting aspect hasn't been taken into account. So, um, but I don't think it's anything to be worried about. It's just as we said on previous occasions, it's that's the nature of television now. You can watch yeah. it when you like. You don't have to, you know, be glued to your set at a particular time anymore. Um, this sounds very familiar. I think we had this discussion last year, didn't we? Well, yeah, I think we always sort of have this discussion, don't we? It's... We do, don't we? Each week we talk about the bloody stats. So, <laughs> do you think next week we could just do that? Was those those the audience figures and move on? Yeah, yeah. Should we do that? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've actually just got distracted because I've realised I've got my the the wrong. <laughs> oh right, okay. <laughs> wrong wrong song, wrong album. Oh blimey! Okay, what is the song and what is the album? Uh, the album, well, the song is "Sweet Bird of Truth," mm. but it was a song about war. So, oh, okay, okay. to a certain extent. Oh, so maybe it's about war uh, then. Who knows? And that's from the album "Infected." Oh, okay, okay. That's about the only album I, to- to- I do know of the the actually it's "Infected." Yeah. But okay. Now, um, getting back onto stats. Now, obviously, the overnight audience figures were a little bit disappointed in the UK. However, um, in the United States. Um, it got its highest sort of audience share in, in its sort of, it's been shown over there actually, hasn't it? Um, from BBC America, you got two million people watching. Yeah. Uh, now two million doesn't sound a lot, but what you have got to remember is it's a subscription channel. So for two million viewers on, on a subscription channel, that is bloody good going. Yeah. And it's set like it's broken records out there. It's a season pre- premiere uh, record out there. So it's not, you know, it's the international audience has got to be taking into account all this as well. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just with everything, it's... I think the days of big viewing figures are down, really. Hmm. You're not going to get those 18 million people... No. Like you used to get for, like I don't know, was it the Morecambe Wise show or something like that on Christmas Day? You're not, you're not going to get that anymore. What would be interesting is, you know, if if... If there was any way that the BBC could put out a program and say that you couldn't record mm. and they weren't going to put an iPlayer and see what the viewing figures for that would be. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know? Well, actually, I mean, the, the audience appreciation index for uh, Magician's Apprentice was, was 84. Yeah. Um, which I think was around about average what Series 8 got for each episode last year. Yeah. Um, and it, the article goes on to say that an additional 1.1 million viewers watched the episode on catch up on Sunday. So well, that's how I play figures. I don't know. So already it's pushing it up to nearly six million. So you know it's it's, it's getting that way. But um, of of course, uh, Paul, we, we, you got some of the um, <laughs> some of the audience feedback from, on, on the AI figures as well. And 52 percent of the of the viewers said that the program was fresh and new. Yes. Yeah. So. Not exciting in you. We're not back to the love boat. I've been much trying to find something different to the love boat this year, actually. I found something fresh. Fresh, yes. <laughs> I can't think of anything fresh and new, actually. In a, in a song, I can't think of anything. But give me time. Give me time. I'll think of something. I'll yes. think of something to drop in. But uh, yeah, um, looks like business business as usual then for the for the audience appreciation index. 
Yeah. Yeah, so there we go. There we go. Okay, that's it for the news. So coming up next is our review of The Magician's Apprentice. Um, so unfortunately, there's no tat to bring you this week. We, we, we're hoping after such a long break of tat, there's, but unfortunately, there's, there's nothing there, is there really? No. Yeah, give it a few weeks and Christmas is coming up and there'll be some. There'll probably be some quality tat to come. Yes. Y- yeah, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody. So uh, for another week then, that was the news. Okay, everybody, it's time to kick off our first of our Series 9 reviews. And, uh, of course, this week we're going to be talking about The Magician's Apprentice. And, uh, well, I've drawn the short straw to kick it off, haven't I? Yes. Yes, okay, okay. Um, well, as series openers go, I thought it was quite good, actually. There was there was a lot to enjoy. Um, but also thought there was a few bits that sort of sank like a stone as well. Um, it, it very much had the setting up of a two-parter feel to it, didn't it? It did. Um, I, I felt there was a lot of unnecessary padding, um, I know you've got a two-part story, and it's probably difficult to review this, really, because it's the first of a two-part story. Um, but I did feel, at the beginning, the whole bit with uh, the Doctor in um, 1138 was totally unnecessary. Yeah. Really? Can, can we talk about the, the, the guitar playing? Do we have to? I know. I know, I know. A lot of people seem to love it. Um, unfortunately, I'm one of the people. I've got a bit of a, you know, a bit of a grumpy face on this one. Yeah, no, I, I, I sort of looked at that and thought, really, what is this? This is this is this. I mean, yeah, I don't mind sort of jokes and in jokes and whatever. Obviously, mm. you know, I yeah. like a joke as well as much as the next person. <laughs> but um, I was, <laughs> I'm just thought that was basically there. Totally, because he'd obviously thought it was a funny thing to put in, in relation yeah. to the story or to anything else. Well, I mean, the other thing that struck me as well, and I know I'm being really grumpy about this bit, but it, it it's, a, it's been done before. I mean, it started off with the Doctor's nose is going to die. Tick, that's been done before. Yeah. Um, so rather than going off to meet his fate, he goes and sort of pisses around for a bit. Tick, yeah. been done before. So you're catching the doctor when he when he's sort of, you know, just still pissing about. And um, yeah, I just thought, no, we've 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 done this. We've done this. And then the whole guitar thing I just thought was awful. I really did think it was awful. Um it served nothing to to the plot no, whatsoever. Yeah, it, it was it, it was it was there because the joke was there, wasn't it, really? Yeah. Yeah. It just sort of someone thought good a good idea was introduce the doctor playing the guitar. Whilst standing on top of a tank, um, to what end, really? Now, unless the whole tank thing is going to tie in what he says about Davros putting his own people into little tanks, well, that's going to yeah. come back again. I, I say it's difficult. I mean, yeah, yeah, we're, we're sitting here now saying, yeah, and it had nothing to do with the plot, and now we're going to find out in part two. That- yeah, it probably did. You probably find it's bloody Davros sitting in the tank or something. Um, if it does, I might have to kick the television in. But anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but well, at least uh, put you in a better mood. It would have done, yeah. Well, not really. I have to buy a new telly, but <laughs> not really. I could just time. I could watch it on iPad. Sod it. I'd have to buy a telly. I could watch it on iPad now. Time shift it. Um, yeah, it's yeah. I, I just thought no. I really did not enjoy that bit at all, and I was just sort of cringing actually when that when that was on the screen. Yeah, don't, don't, very very such... self indulgent. I thought. Yeah. It yeah. was. I mean, quite a lot of this was really. There, there wasn't really a lot of this that was you felt was anything other than padding. No, not at the beginning, anyway. Yeah, no, certainly not. Um, the, the whole. Well, I was going to say whole the thing with Missy and Clara meeting went on for so much longer than it needed to. Yes, as well. it did. Um, yeah, I mean, unit as well. Actually. actually we, we were talking about sort of Jenna Cole and how I, I like the, the Clara character. Um, I like the fact she's working for Unit now, it seems. 
Yeah. I quite like that. I and mean, as she sort of spent all this time traveling with the doctor, she would be a useful asset to unit, wouldn't she? But yeah. however, now she's all the more cleverer than the rest of it appears the whole of unit put together. It, that that was a little bit too much, if you know what I mean. Anything she thought about it was sort of like um, all the, the experts at unit were all, oh, I know, it was a case, oh, I never thought of that. And, and then they were off they go and Clara was right. And I thought, okay, well, it's good that they've sort of Clara's working for unit and she's sort of leading the way. But it was it was a bit too overdone to my liking. Do you, do you, know, yeah. do you, know, do you know what I mean? It was, it was yeah. a bit too much. I mean, mainly because it undermines unit. Yeah, and it's certainly undermining Kate Stewart, who um, really, I mean, it's not really a unit story, this one, but, and uh, you know, units came back, as we know, later in the series in the Zygon two-parter, but... Yeah, from, really th- from, from the characters that she was, which was in charge of everything, and yeah. and I knew think, everything, well, sort of Yeah, thing. that's back in, like, the power of a three, and I think ever since yeah. then, th- that character's been diminished each time yeah. you've, we've met her, so I hope they re- readdress that again, actually. I really do, but um, I don't know. I suppose that, that's quite fitting for a Lethbridge Stewart, isn't it? Really, because <laughs> that's exactly what happened, happened to her father. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, you're just spot on. You're absolutely spot on. Um, now, Missy. Now we, we were um, not Missy's biggest fan in, in last in the last series, were we? Because it's not as it's, we great pains to say it was nothing to do with the fact that, the, you know, the master is now a woman or anything like that. It was just the fact that the character was too over the top. Yeah. And the need to rein it in somewhat. Um, do you think that was successful in this opening episode? Um, or did they get the balance right this time? Slightly. It's difficult to say because there wasn't, again, that much to the plot. Not in this episode, no. It was, again, did we really need Missy there? Again, well, I did... mean, I, presu- I presume there's there's bits on this in the the second episode is going to make it more clear as to exactly. what Missy's doing. So yeah. Yeah, we've got to sort of hold fire on how much Missy's in, important in this and mm. whatever yeah. at this stage. Um, yeah, and it's slightly, more, less, slightly less over the top, I think. Yeah. That's it. That's a way of looking at way it. Way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because yeah, mainly it, it was more a peripheral character to the story of the Doctor and Davros. Really, it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Um, now, must be honest. Uh, the the opening of the of the show set on on Scaro, um, with the well, as soon as the bloke pulled a bow and arrow out to shoot the aeroplane down, I thought yeah. that's got to be Scaro. Immediately, yeah. I thought Scarrow, um, harking back to the uh, Genesis of the Daleks. Um, and then when they said, like, Davros. Now, unfortunately, I think it was the Daily Mirror. I think it was a lot of the the, uh, the, uh, the tabloids broke this story ages ago, uh, which we avoided talking about on here um, yeah. for, for fear of spoilers. And unfortunately, they were, they were, they were bang on. I wish I never read the bloody thing now. Um, but they said, you know, the Doctor would meet Davros as a, as a child and they would have to kill him. Got that bit partly right in the fact that Davros is in it. We don't know if the Doctor is going to kill him. I can't. There's no way the Doctor's going to shoot a, a child in the face uh, next episode. But um, yeah, so when he said, "Oh, Davros, my name is Davros," it was that bit wasn't a surprise, unfortunately. No, which which yeah, it could have been a, it could have been a real jaw yeah. dropper, couldn't it? If they managed to keep that one yeah. secret, yeah, really would have been. But um, and I must admit, at that point with that scene and everything else was. And and the fact that he's obviously it then comes back the fact that Davros has got his sonic screwdriver, yeah, and he's saying I don't have a sonic screwdriver. Now. My, my only thing's going through my head was was the fact that oh that's why they're knocking him out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> we were saying, we've had that conversation about is is he going to have a new sonic screwdriver? Well, do you know what? If they do do away with a sonic screwdriver, I'll, I'll be quite glad. Because yeah. it is used as a as a magic wand a lot of the time. Yeah, and I, I think it'd be a good thing if they do do away with it. Who knows? I mean, he's kind of. Well, I'm assuming it's back in his possession now because the the um, colony Sarf gave it back to him. So, um, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Actually, who knows with that one? But I do hope they do sort of can do away with it for a while, just so he gets on without it. But um, 
Yeah, but I mean that that the opening with the with the the, lat, the hand mines was particularly creepy, um, and we all saw that in in the the uh, the series nine trailer that came out um, some weeks back now. Um, but yeah. I, I didn't realise that what was gonna gonna be again foreshadowing as as girl with a sing again with a single eye, Davros single eye on his middle of his forehead. Yeah, yeah. Again, I think it's, it's more foreshadowing. But but what I I, I thought it was quite a God. That's how it worked. The whole uh, hand mind thing, but what a creepy thing to introduce, and I, and I think to scare the kids really. I thought I thought it was very effective. No, no like, yeah, it was, it was all right. I'm not I'm not totally sure that it worked. I think it worked in the. It actually, I thought it worked better with just the the one coming up and grabbing him and pulling him under mm. than the the scene of all of them up with the child standing in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm not yeah, quite sure that worked. I think it worked more as the as the unseen thing underneath the ground that popped up and grabbed you. Yeah, it was more of a more, more of a, a, a scare, really. Yeah, I think they're just going for the creep factor, weren't they? they were just trying to creep people out with these hands with eyes in the palms of their hands coming out of the ground. And it was, I mean, it was a a very effective thing. Mm. Thing is that he still put me on of a of a Monty Python cartoon because I think Terry Gilliam did one. Um, it was sort of like everything was like like uh, hands came out, out of the ground with trees, right. and you had like hands like flocks of birds. Flutter, and then there was a one riding a, a hand like a horse. So um, it did put me just put me in mind of that for some for some reason. Right. But uh, sort of that surreal image. But um, but yeah, I mean as as, as an opening, I mean, my, my points and my thoughts on it actually going back to thinking about in listen and the hand on the ankle. Yeah. Yeah, it's that and where not, does it come from? Sort yeah, of thing. yeah, not knowing what's under the bed. Yeah, or in this case, not knowing what's under the ground. Ground. Yeah, and you sort of wonder whether that was the the follow on from from that. Yeah, that Moffat thought, oh, that, that's a quite a good idea. Yeah, and just the hand. Of, yeah, just sort of run with it, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I thought I thought as a, an opening to the episode, it was great, but then then it went sort of you know onto the whole Missy and let's find the Doctor um, thing and. And we end up with the guitar playing. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. sort of didn't mind that. There, 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 there's quite a bit. I thought the whole thing where where you were searching for the Doctor was was good. Mm. I quite enjoyed that. And we well, did sort of revisit some old places. Yeah. And I, I mean, I mean, I don't mean from like Clara and Missy's point of view from the Doctor. I mean from the the, the Colony South. Yeah, trying to find you go to like the, the Moldavarium and the the, the um, uh, what the bloody hell is that called? I've forgotten the name of it already. Who are they? The people with the, 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 the shadow, uh, proclamation. shadow proclamation. That's it. Yeah. Um, Crikey, I'm a complete blank then. Um, it's old age. Um, yeah. So and then you got Khan as well. Um, yeah. And you got the, the return of Claire uh, Claire Higgins. So um, yeah, I thought I thought that I actually thought the bit on Khan was really effective. Actually, um, sort of saying you know these sort of powers won't work here. And you know, sort of, sort of basically skin him alive if he tries anything. So we'll, yeah. we'll hand you your skin. So it was, um, yeah, I quite like that they set, you know, the, the, the sisterhood of Khan up as, as a very, very, you, you know, you don't mess with them basically. No. Yeah. And I like that. I like that. Um, and also like the fact that they still sort of, um, obviously, we had, the, we had the little prologue before this as well with uh, between um, Claire Higgins and, and Peter Capaldi. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, the most most interesting thing about this is the is actually the doctor giving or making arrangements for Missy to have. Yeah, now that's will, um, as such, which actually is the you you feel could be the most interesting part of part two. But I've got this sneaking, I've got this wonder suspicion with this as if that's not going to be resolved in part two, and that's going to be resolved at some point. I fear around the hell, end of the series. Heaven sent or hell bent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I got a feeling you're right there, actually. But yeah, I mean, as 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 you know, as long as it doesn't sort of over, how can I put it, overtake everything as as a, as no. a plot arc, really. Yeah, but yeah, but it's just, just that that's the bit of interest to that. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, what do you think of the, the, the Colony Saf character? Do you think it was effective or stupid or? I thought it worked reasonably well. I thought it was an interesting idea, actually. Yeah. I mean, the way it just sort of, its face just sort of slithered apart and turned to I must admit, I, I did think of uh, the Mara initially when I, when I saw that. But but um, yeah. but obviously we, we know it's not. But um, 
yeah, I just I just thought it was an interesting idea. I thought it was it was something something different. I begin to wonder why is the bloke on roller skates sort of moving in the, in and out of out of the scene? Then you sort of realize oh he's meant to be a snake. But there were bits though he did not. He's he, listening to the best of Cliff Richard. <laughs> Do you think Connie Soft was wired for sound? <laughs> Oh dear! Oh god! <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that that was that was a bit odd, but I suppose I suppose to a certain extent, if you're working for Davros, the fact that you'd be on some sort of you'd be rolling along isn't that unusual. Not really. I still can't quite figure out why Davros used him rather than just one of his Dalek agents, because you saw um, oh, the the Doctor's um, friend. From the eleventh century or tenth century, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah, he was um, a Dalek agent, as you found out. So why not just have one of those? Find I don't um, know. I, I suppose it's actually the fact that it is there to, to to bring fear. You know who he is. Yeah, I suppose you so, know yeah. who he's working for. Yeah, you know whose wrath your face if you if you're, you you tell lies or something. Yes. Yeah. I actually found out today that a sarf is is uh, Welsh for snake, actually. Right. Yeah. So it all it all makes sense now. So, but uh, no, it, it was it was. Um, I thought it was a really creepy and effective thing. Whether whether he appears next uh, the next week's uh, um, story or and, not, and the fact, yeah, that the snake was the sort tied them up with snakes. Yeah, I did like the fact when like Missy just casually tossed the snake dead to the floor as she got out of her sort of the snake handcuffs. Yeah. I did quite that. I like that. It's sort of just sort of proving she's very dangerous and not to be messed with. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I thought you know it was. She was there on her own terms. Almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but on to um, I mean, the big surprise for me was seeing Julian Bleach back as Davros. I had no idea, absolutely no idea, he was going to be back in it. Um, and I, th- I thought he was great. Actually, yeah, I, actually, a very brilliant. The fact of the basically the hand holding his head up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you basically know, acted with his chin, chin resting in his chest. He was basically sort of, yeah. you know, he, he acted, the, 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 you know, um, the whole time he was acting, he was like that, his head bent down. Um, I thought it was brilliant. It was, it was very restrained as well, because as we know, most actors who, who do Davros love, love, love a good brand, but there was nothing like this at all. He was very um, manipulative and calculating. And this is how you want Davros to be, isn't it, really? Yeah. I really do. I, I, I thought no, it was okay. great. I, I, thought, I thought, yeah, he definitely actually was the highlight of this episode. Yes, he um, certainly and was. I, and, and you feel that actually, if we could have just had a whole episode of Davros and the Doctor, mm. I think we could have cut to that a lot quicker. Yes, I think it would have been a much better episode. Well, maybe that's what we'll get next week. I mean, who you know, who who really knows? But yeah, um, I mean, or, yeah, you do just do get the feeling that actually. Rather than a, rather than part one of an episode making you get so hooked into the story that you want to see part two, you're almost watching this because you feel like, oh, part two must be really going some now because they they're really trying to delay you getting there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's got to be built at something. Well, I'm hoping it's been at something really, really, you know, fantastic. Um, but. It's just great to see Davros back again. I mean, as always, 2008 yeah. was the last time he was in it. So yeah. it doesn't seem that long ago. You know, it's hard to believe it was that long ago, I should say. Um, so, yeah, it, it was an, an overdue return, I think, for Julian Bleach. Long that, overdue return. Yeah. You do get my, my, my whole feeling so far on this episode, though, is just that you do get the feeling that it's a whole thing that's been created based on that one line from Genesis of the Daleks. Yeah, it does. Um, it's just quite interesting because that, that, that was sort of replayed quite a bit during this episode, wasn't it? Some of the Doctor's yeah. speeches and everything. Um, or, you know, I should say, the Doctor's various encounters with Davros. Um, I mean, which, yeah, I, I can understand because this is obviously... But obviously the one that everyone's talking about is the fact that, um, you know, Davros wasn't present when, when Tom Baker or the Fourth Doctor made that grand speech, you know, do I have that right? Yeah, and all that sort of thing, and sort of people were saying, "Was well, he got he's a been DVD? watching his CCTV cameras?" Yeah, or he's, or he's, or he's got the horror channel. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's what it is. It's taking. This is why it's taking him so long. He's had to wait till he's the had horror. To wait to wait till the horror channel bought the rights to Classic Who. <laughs> he's been too tight to go out and buy the DVDs all these years. <laughs> oh God! 
Yeah, so I mean, he's I mean, Julian Bleach is up there now. I mean, he, he still won't beat Michael Wisher, um, but he's he's my sort of number two Davros. Yeah, really. I think he's for a lot of people. I don't think. I'm, yeah, certainly not alone in that. But um, but it's just great. But what about um? Before we go into sort of like you know Capaldi, um, all the different Daleks. I like the fact it was it was an original, and I do mean original Dalek um, that sort of loomed over the horizon. Or just, you know, for what a better description, um, in front of Missy and Clara, um, one of the original ones from the Hartnell years. Um, yeah, it was it was just great to see all the old the old Daleks. I don't really want an explanation why is there different different mixtures of Daleks there. Um, I don't care really. It was just really good to see them all there. No, I mean, well, fair enough. You're going to be on Scarrow. There could be, you know, various ages of Dalek around. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Would have been repaired more rather than building yeah. new ones. Yeah. Oh, I just, I just liked seeing them there. It was great. I think, I think, wasn't it? Um, to readdress what they got, what Stephen Moffat, I think he admitted they got wrong in the Son of the Daleks. They didn't use the classic Daleks at all. They didn't use them properly. So I think this is the case. We're going to do it right this time. Yeah. So I think I think that was you know that the reasoning behind it, and it, it did work. I thought it was it was great. And by looks of the, the next time trailer, they're going to feature next week as well. Um, There's more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's good to see them actually. Well, we, we obviously you know the, Clara and Missy can't die, but I mean, what a way to end it. The Daleks have exterminated them. They've they've destroyed the Tardis. Really, where does it go from here? I'm, I'm actually looking forward to next week's episode. Well, you see, yeah, and you sort of get the feeling actually that that's why Missy's there, is because we've already seen Missy disappear as she's being shot it's, and it's, survive. I was beginning to wonder if this is now a party trick, yeah, or something. Yeah, and that's where that's what's happened with her and Clara as yeah. the easy explanation as to how they're not dead. Exactly. Actually, one thing I did like just before um, Missy was, you know, maximum extermination. Um, I, what she was doing with the Daleks, that was very, very, um, very Delgado master. Sort of like, I'm in a bit of a jam here, so let's try and spin it round where I can help you. I'm the only, if you keep me alive, yeah. I can. And that was very, very, that's very, very masterish. So I'm glad they sort of brought that back into the character again. Sort of doing what he can to survive, um, or actually anything he will do anything to survive. You know, don't kill me. You know, I can be of use to you. Yeah, I, I, can, and, and, I can help yeah. you conquer we'll, the universe. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll we'll play along with anybody till till it, the advantage he can regain the advantage, or he she can regain the, the advantage. advantage. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I was really glad to see that brought back into the character again. Yeah, really was. But putting the um, Sort of the guitar playing to one side. Um, <laughs> it keeps coming back to that. It, it does keep coming back to that. What do you think of Capaldi? I think his was actually quite a low pro. It just seems to have just been a very low, feels like a low profile episode to me. I don't know why. I mean, other than the, the that one scene on the tank. Yeah. It's all been very retrospective, sort of introspective. Well, t- <coughs> because me. it is it is all around that fact of the what did he do and should he have done it? Yeah. Um, well, it tends to be like that when we've had these episodes before when the Doctor's dying and he, he it's all very introspective, isn't it? And and yeah, he's sort of going down that path again, which I was sort of oh, do we? Yeah, that that's what I've, I've the bits I thought was found a bit flaky about this episode. Is we've done that. Yeah. Um, but. Um, I thought it, it, it was um, a more mellow Doctor this time round. He wasn't as quite as snarky and spiky as he was before. So he's yeah, obviously he, he, he's, he settled into he, he settled into his, into his regeneration a bit better. Um, and it, no, and to be honest, it, it's an ashamed Doctor. Yes, exactly. Uh, so oh, that's the thing. He's, he's ashamed that he sort of, you know, he basically what, he, what he's saying. He made Davros. He, he basically. Set Davros down on the path to, to uh, you know, to create the Daleks. Yeah. Um, or, or, I mean, it's, it's just, yeah, do, do we know? I mean, do we really well, know? Do we know? That's the thing. We're just assuming this at the moment, aren't we? Or is it the that, actions that he does next week? What does that? What yeah. does that? Yeah. Was he was he was he getting into the TARDIS? Was it and going at that scene and leaving the young Davros earlier? Mm. Was that actually that the TARDIS was then going to materialise around 
the young Davros to save him? We don't know, do we? No. We don't know. So, mm, it, I think it's, it's, it's going to be interesting, whatever happens. I think I'm, I'm, I'm dying to find out how this, how this one goes. Yeah. Really am. Um, yeah, it, yeah because, because so little has actually yeah. happened in this first episode, <laughs> there's so many different possibilities that could happen in the second episode. Exactly, yeah. I mean, the Doctor didn't really do a lot in this episode, to be honest. No. I mean, I mean, Capaldi had some nice... Um, some nice dialogue, especially when he's um, when they've been taken to Scaro, uh, and you know he's talking about Davros and, and the Daleks and everything. And I thought that that was nicely acted. It was very yeah, sort of underplayed sort of thing, wasn't it? Yeah. So I really enjoyed that. Um, I, I'm not too certain about the whole thing about Scaro being hidden like that with just one building being shown. Um, it was a nice uh, effect. It was a nice. Yeah. I, I like the way it was done, but I, I don't know. Well. Once you saw the building appear, it didn't look quite... Do you know what I mean? It didn't sort of like, how how would that just be, you know... It looked like a space station, so I, I, I don't know. That didn't, yeah. didn't, what, what advantage didn't, were they gaining by... Just showing that... Hiding, mm. Yeah, hiding the whole planet, but showing the space station. Yeah, or what she thought was a... Sp- or, or the building that Davros is in. Yeah, yeah I yeah. didn't quite... Yeah, didn't quite understand that bit. But it, it was just a nice effect, really. Yeah. To be honest, it was, it was just it was nice to see. What about direction? Hetty McDonald. I'm sort of glad she's back. Actually, she hasn't done an episode since Blink, has she? No. And we all know how good she was for for that. Um, I mean, so far, it's only the first part, but I thought it was well directed. I can't, I can't yeah. fault that. It's just difficult because you just don't know who's the pace. It's just too slowly paced, isn't it? And you don't know whether that's <laughs> now we're complaining about the slower pace of a two part story. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But I think I think that's 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 where we are really with this one. I don't know whether there's enough. We don't know at this point whether there's enough for it to have been a two-part story, mm. or whether you could have got away with an hour and ten minutes as a season opener. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know because I, mean, I, I do feel, as I've said, I do feel a lot of this was padding. Yeah, like the you know the guitar bit at the beginning was just padding. Um, so. Yeah, and, and that sort of feels a bit of a disappointment for an opening story. Mm. You sort of get used to a sort of you might get a padding episode tucked away somewhere around about fourth, fourth or fifth episode. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, not not it's just, open with one seems a bit yeah, bit bit of a strange thing to do. Yeah, yeah. So well, okay. Well, we've we've actually um, I put on our Facebook book uh, group to and also on Twitter as well to sort of you know for our listeners to send in their thoughts on it as well. We've had we've had a couple of things come back, Paul. Not um not right. not, not not too many. But one one the first one um is from a listener, uh, Becky Barnum. Um thank you for sending your, your feedback in Becky. Um and she says uh, there were so many goodies in this episode for diehard fans. The downside to this is I had to keep explaining to my family who Davros was, who the sisterhood of Khan were who the different Daleks were about the Time War and the plot to Genesis of the Daleks. And she finishes off saying, I look forward to watching it again alone this time. Um, yeah. I agree with that, actually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it probably doesn't appeal. To, uh, yeah, as I didn't have to watch it with somebody else and have to explain what was going on, it probably, uh, it's only now you're saying that to me that you just think, yeah, actually. There was, there was a lot there, wasn't there? There was a lot of old stuff to sort of like, if you didn't know your who... You, that's, that's, lost. Why, that's, that's why there was the padding was to give you enough time to explain to the person yeah, quick, quick you. go through Wikipedia or something what, what was going on yeah. so you didn't actually miss anything <laughs> so if the doctor noodles around in his guitar for a bit <laughs> yeah and that's at the point at which you can give quick, a big quick a quick back catalogue to everything yeah exactly. well it's kind of a, a sort of a, on their Facebook group um, Jeff Waddle um, says bits were good very good Mostly it was meh, no threat, no excitement, no rush to watch next week's episode. Um, I agree with the first statement, bits were good, very good, and most of it was meh. Um, I wouldn't say most of it, but I'd say bits were meh. Um, I don't know, I, I'm in a rush. I want, to see, I want to see how this pans out, to be honest. I, I, yeah. You know, yeah. But I can understand what, you know, it's not for everybody. They could watch next week's and really enjoy it. We might really hate it. You know, it's also for But, but mainly it? because you're hoping that next week's is going to be a good payoff to it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we've got a one-word sort of thing there from um, another sort of listener, Ian Thomas McLean, says, actually, I'm kind of undecided, which 
again, I can understand if because it's a two part story. Yeah, I'm pretty much that. That sums up how I feel about it, really. Yeah, yeah. So half of me is now begins to wonder because they're not all two um, two part stories uh, through this series, but sort of part of me is beginning to wonder whether we should have watched both parts before doing the podcast. Um, that'd be no fun then, would there? Really? Not really. No, no, not really. But oh, well, well. I, I, I think I think that somebody was trying to stop us from watching two parts. Yes, doing it this week. I think so. so yeah, because we were severely delayed. We must apologise. We were severely delayed with getting this episode out because we were um, meant to record on Sunday, and then couldn't. So right, we'll do it Monday, and then we couldn't on Monday because Skype was down, wasn't it? So yeah, <laughs> for practically all day. Um, so thanks a lot, Skype. Um, so hence we're recording on Tuesday, and it's going out a day later than, than anticipated as well. So it's going out on the Wednesday rather than the, um, on the Thursday rather than the Wednesday. So. Um, we've got one one final email um, from uh, Mark Masterson or Bat Masterson. Um, <laughs> I met in a galley this year, so hello, Mark. Um, he just says um, she missy their castle, right? So if you don't get the Mel Brooks Frankenstein reference there, well, don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's yeah. from. So yeah. Do you get it? Do you, so, have you seen Mel Brooks Young Frankenstein? So yes, yes, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so we started off this this bit of feedback with the problem is you had to keep explaining to people what was going. On. Yes, and we've ended up. <laughs> and and we've ended with that. Phrase. Good. <laughs> so um, this is going to be a regular thing. We want your feedback. We want people to let you know. Want you out there to give us your thoughts on on the on the episodes um, of Doctor you just watched. So um, so next week's episode is the Witch is Familiar. So um, please send in your feedback to us um, at whoseypodcast at yahoo.co.uk. So I'll say that again. Email address is whoseypodcast at yahoo.co.uk. So please, please do send us uh, um, your feedback in and we'll be, we'll be more than glad to read them out. It's just nice to get some feedback for a change, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. So we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't usually ask for a lot of feedback. Um, well, so usually when we do, we don't get, we get bugger all to <laughs> Yeah, so we stopped asking. Yeah, exactly. But um, I thought I'd give it a go, and I thought, well, if 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 we, if we didn't pay off this time, I thought that's it. We'll never ask again. But um, no, he did. We got some feedback. Let's so start thank sending you. ourselves in some under an assumed name. <laughs> I'm just waiting for um, hilarious Andy to send in something. Some to us. stuff. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> if you're out there, if you're out there, hilarious Andy, come on, send it in, mate. Send, we're, yeah. we're waiting to what, your your pithy insight. So, okay then. So, um, I think that just about wraps it up. So, I think we're, we're both saying we enjoyed it. With there's caveats to it, isn't there? Yes. Yeah. Oh god, we started this 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 review series, Paul. We're both agreeing. Um. Yeah, that may well change. It might do. It might do. There was a couple of episodes last year we didn't agree on, weren't there? So. No. <laughs> oh dear. Right. Okay then. So that that just about wraps up this episode, really, doesn't it? It does. It does. It does. So, um, so next week, of course, we'll, we'll be reviewing uh, the witch's familiar. So, we're hoping to have this out on Wednesday of next week. That's the plan. That that was the plan for this week. We we buggered that one up, didn't we? So, um, so you're hoping to have it on on, on each Wednesday and move you know, going forward. So, but we'll, we'll see how we go. I'm, I'm just hoping the witch's familiar is, is similar to looks familiar with, with Dennis Norden. Yes. <laughs> Oh God! What was that about? Looks familiar. Let me show clips of old films. So we go right off topic here. What the hell was it about? Looks familiar. Wasn't it a sort of gentle quiz? Was it? A, was it? Was it? About... Wasn't it? Wasn't it a sort of the film version of Face the Music? Oh, it might have been. What was? Um, what was that face? Was it Steve Race? Was the guy's yes. Face the Music? Yeah. Oh God! I remember they just show old film clips, but I can't remember what the. What the point was it? Or just someone picking film clips, or was that? Um, oh no, there was another program that did that. I remember Spike Milligan being on it? I think it was. T- I remember the the, um, the 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 film critic Tony Bilbo, the fantastically named Tony Bilbo. He did this series. And he had a special he had a special guest on each, and they picked like their their favourite films. I remember Spike Milligan being on there. He he, he selected Duck Soup, right? So I can remember. But I, I thought looks for me it was along those lines. I I don't remember the quiz angle to it. Oh well, if anybody remembers, please write into us at who's he podcast at yahoo.co.uk. So, yeah, it says it is a nostalgia-based panel chat show. Oh dear, 
gentle. Very gentle. gentle. Yeah, yes. gentle. a bit like the last of the summer wine. <laughs> well, I don't know. It did, it did a lot of smile humour. <laughs> no one actually laughed out loud, just smiled at it a lot. Mm. Okay. I, well, I, I don't remember. I remember, I remember. I remember Dennis Norton and that's about it, really. I don't remember anything else about the programme. So, Anyway, bollocks to that. Go. Yeah. <laughs> bollocks looks familiar. Let's wrap this bloody episode up, shall we? There were two, two old men rambling at the end of a, <laughs> end of a podcast. <laughs> <It> looks familiar. <laughs> We've recreated it rather than rather than it. Well, well, let's go, Paul, because the nurse is wanting to give me my pills, and uh, <laughs> and I, she needs to change my bedpan. So, and we're only seconds away from a Dennis Norton impression. So oh, we are. Go. Yeah, let, let's just go now. Let's just go now. Yes. So, um, so until next week, then, everybody, when it looks familiar, um, it's goodbye from me, Phil, and goodbye from me, Paul. And you know what? We're going to play out just for Colony Soft, Wife for Sound" by Cliff Richard. podcast please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk you can also follow us on twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast and please also join the who's he podcast facebook group the who's he podcast is a member of the doctor who podcast alliance